Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always, always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is going to be a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that and is continuing to do that. So I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. And, and quite honestly, I'm going to pick his brain a lot for my benefit. So hope you guys are ready to take some notes. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or the Jason's Army Mastermind, you know how much I focus on the importance of sales presentation systems, correct? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be a super hot topic to help you succeed. And he's also got a really cool way to deliver it. So strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks, so uh, let's make sure it's one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your significant other, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some immediately, awesomely, superly helpful, implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Frank D. Benedetto spent the past two decades passionately helping business owners navigate the complex world of technology. He's the president and chief technology advisor of Two River Technology Group, a technology solutions provider located in Shrewsbury, New Jersey. He's also the mastermind behind the audit sales presentation system, a sales tool designed to elevate the quality of IT solutions delivered to small and mid-sized businesses and to help MSPs sell higher value IT solutions. His genuine interest in helping businesses and his no-nonsense approach to explaining challenging technology concepts in plain English, thank God, have helped him grow his business into one of the premier cloud service providers in the state. Frank has been quoted in many publications and is a regular contributor to several blogs, podcasts, and newspapers. He frequently speaks at seminars and webinars on current trends in technology, and he's co-author of a book that shares practical advice on technology to the small business owner. Frank, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me here. The pleasure is mine. So, <laughs> listen, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure in meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your book, take a second. Share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Frank? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, first and foremost, I'm, uh, I'm a dad to a seven-year-old uh, girl. Her name's Evangeline Sophia. So uh, that's what makes me tick these days. Everything I do is uh, is really centered around her, and uh, she teaches me everything daily. Um, outside of doing that, um, you know, what takes makes me tick is definitely technology. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. Came out of Rutgers University with a degree in mechanical engineering, and I just taught myself that I did not want to be an engineer, but I, but I love the discipline. 
And so I applied myself in the IT world, and back then things were changing pretty quickly. So um, I immersed myself on the financial services side of things, uh, quickly uh, started a, a, a consulting company, and, uh, and, and we went from there. Um, so it's really uh, technology is, is really is my, my driving passion here. And, uh, you know, these days there's no shortage of it. There's so much uh, cool stuff coming out there that helps the uh, small business owner. So um, I like to kind of pair that up and, uh, and be able to deliver that. Well, I also feel like it's, <clears throat> it's changing by the hour. So it's nice to actually have somebody help uh, navigate all this. Yeah, we, we kind of act like a translator for a lot of our clients um, with the new technology. So the, the great part is we get to play with it first, and then uh, we kind of get to deliver it and get paid for that. So it's it's a fun position to be in sometimes. Oh, no doubt. So I've got a question, and I'm, I'm actually going to kind of shift it um, a little bit so that everybody listening to this podcast can benefit. So... You know, selfishly speaking, because as you know, I, I, I do own a web firm and, and a technology firm and everything. So my, my initial question was, you know, why shouldn't you try to sell IT solutions based on just raw data and logic? But I'm going to ask you to go a step deeper um, and conceptualize this. So just as far as selling is concerned, you know, why shouldn't you basically just sell the thing? Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I've always found is a lot of people are a solution looking for a problem, right? So they, they get something that they know is good uh, from a vendor or maybe they've used that themselves, and they just start looking around where they can apply that in every instance. And what they forget is that um, we, in the IT world especially, we're cursed with the gift of knowledge, right? So we know a whole lot more than the, the people that we're trying to sell to. So that information sort of blinds us. We, we, when we're selling just on the, on the raw numbers and the logic, we forget really what the, uh, what, what, what the end user is looking for. So I think it's, you know, you need to step back and really evaluate the situation a little bit differently and, and listen to what the pain points are and then, you know, uh, try to work your way back up to that solution. So I think that's kind of, uh, what, what, what makes the most sense. No doubt. So, I mean, just, just from raw data and logic, I mean, just psychologically speaking, I mean, I, that, that actually starts to send me into a snooze fest. Sure. So are you finding, though, that it's been your experience, folks out there are simply trying to say, well, this is a fact, therefore you should buy it? So if, if you step back to one of my uh, my overarching uh, why um, I'm even in business is, you know, I want to elevate the quality of IT for the small to mid-sized marketplace. And there's no shortage of, of IT companies out there and a lot of really smart individuals. However, a lot of times when I go into offices, um, what I find is uh, is poor. And I always think to myself, you know, it's not because the solutions don't exist. And I, I found that I think it's because a lot of times people have difficulty selling. So they sell only what the, uh, what the prospect will purchase or the business owner will purchase. And many times because they don't communicate properly. So that logic and data selling uh, doesn't translate oftentimes to the end user. And then they, they may not want to buy things such as a firewall or, you know, their stuff that may not be glamorous, but is good for their business. Um, so, you know, we, we started to look at that and we, we shifted our focus. We said, let's not start talking tech at all. Let's just really, you know, help evaluate where a business owner is at today and then let them see, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, where they're at, what they're, what they're not getting or what, maybe what they're, what they think they're uh, getting, what they're paying for and then show deficiencies. Makes a ton of sense. Really, really does. And I would assume the, uh, I would assume the, the response on that is dramatically different. 
Yeah, it's way different. When you when you go in, uh, you know, basically with the idea that you're going to just show a proposal and, and defend that, it, it's a much uh, steeper slope to, to, to traverse. I think that if, if we go in and we say, hey, you know, before we even show anything, let's just evaluate where we are today and really help you understand it in business terms, that's way more helpful because now the, the you know, the business owner wants to know, hey, what what do we do? What do we do from here? And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm glad you asked because I actually have a proposal now that I can show you. So you're, you're filling a, uh, a need for them as opposed to trying to force feed, um, you know, some type of solution that they're not sure that they need. That makes a lot of sense. That totally makes a lot of sense. So tell me this because I know this is something that we've, uh, <clears throat> we've played with in the past. How do you, I hate using the word convince, but how do you actually help prospects understand the value that the cloud is really the way to go even – even when the price tag's higher. And, and again, conceptually speaking, this goes for every single service out there. So how, how, do, you, how do you leverage it specifically in IT? And then I guess we can, we can work backwards from there. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, this goes back to just traditional selling where, you know, if your solution is higher and you don't build value, then you're going to be compared solely based on price. And then if you're not the cheapest solution, you're not going to win. So that was something that I saw in the early days in uh in what we did with what's called managed services you know our solutions maybe weren't the cheapest on the block but we thought they were the best and then certainly cloud cloud tends to be a little more expensive because you're automatically getting enterprise class solutions you don't have the luxury of saying hey can you put me in a in a data center that's not quite as secure maybe don't back up our data you're automatically getting what you you know the highest level that you could get so i think that um you know, when we look at these solutions, again, we need to we need to show value up front. We we have to show people where they're at today. And the best example I can give you, you know, if we were to go in and, and evaluate uh, a customer that or a prospect that might be spending a thousand dollars a month, and we did some sort of analysis and we showed them that, you know, they were deficient in in, in a lot of different areas, we can prove that they're not getting what they're paying for. And then we can, you know, then they're all ears. They want to know, well, what, what can we do next? So, um, you know, that helps us sell cloud. The other thing that, that helped as well was, uh, unfortunately for, for most, it was the hurricane that happened several years ago and it exposed a flaw in, uh, in, uh, managed services, um, which was really business continuity, right? So even though we, we did a great job at managing the hardware and backing things up. What happens when we simply just don't have electricity? It's something we all take for granted until Hurricane Sandy hit in New Jersey, and uh, and many of our clients were without power for for days, if not you know a week or more. And at that point, it exposed the flaw, and that flaw was, hey, you're paying a certain amount of money. However, we're not covering all these things. And suddenly they begged for more. They said, we want business continuity. And, and even though it was more expensive, it was something they're willing to pay more money for. So we learned that lesson. That was kind of forced. Um, it was fortuitous for us. But we learned the lesson that, you know, we need to show people before there's a, a need, right, that there's, there's a, a potential hole here. And if we do it properly, then they will spend more money to, to plug that hole. Makes a lot of sense. And just on a, uh, on a personal level, after living through Sandy here in Jersey as well, um, yeah, that wasn't fun. So been there, done that. And quite honestly, just doesn't matter what it costs. Yeah. I mean, if it's for your business, if you can't run your business and you're at the risk of going out of business or, uh, or losing clients, yeah, there's, there's, you know, and there 
there's certainly an upper limit, but it's usually more than what they're currently paying today. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, you know, you started to address this, but you know, how do you find the best way or what, what have you found to be the best way to get prospects thinking about their business <laughs> needs, really their needs and not just, you know, the cost, you know, as far as that last number on the bottom of the proposal. Sure. So, you know, I, I think first and foremost, you have to listen to what your what your customers want. I mean, they're they're usually going to tell you what their initial concerns are, and you can't um, overlook that or glaze that over. You have to pay attention um, first. And then what we do from there is we kind of expand. So we, we like to do it in a dialogue fashion where we uh, encourage uh, discussion about certain issues. And so we'll bring these up. I mean, we know they're deficient and we, we can show that on, you know, on a report, but we talk about those types of things. Say, well, what happens in this scenario? Are you concerned about this? And we often get them thinking about things that maybe they weren't thinking about initially. And then, um, you know, once they realize there's, there's a need for these things and you know, providing the proposal is really just a means to an end. Um, you know, many times what we're trying to do is just drive the wedge in there too, because we're trying to show them that maybe their current IT provider is not getting the job done for them. So we kind of, you know, without bad mouthing anybody, we, we kind of, you know, put a little bit of doubt in their mind and then hopefully we get the client and then we can work with them and build that relationship and get them to where they need to be over time. Understood. So you're, you're basically helping to set the price. Uh, you're really setting the, um, you're setting how exactly they're going to choose who they're going to give their dollars to. <clears throat> exactly. We're trying to frame this for them so they, they see a path with us that maybe they don't see what they're currently doing today. And then, you know, once they become our client, then we, you know, we, have, we can keep them on that path and, you know, continue to drive towards the solutions that they should have in place. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I know that you, uh, you wrote a chapter uh, for the book Easy Prey, correct? Correct. Do me a favor. Share a little bit about what you were talking about, because I think it's going to be really, really relevant to my listeners. Um, you know, what's the book about and, you know, what was your piece of it? Sure. So, you know, I was approached to um, to uh, contribute to the book Easy Prey, which is um, all about uh, cybersecurity and the crimes that, you know, unfortunately are out there and that are aimed at, you know, many small to mid-sized businesses. Um, I was fortunate to be asked to write a chapter about cloud computing and how that in and of itself um, solves a lot of the uh, concerns that we have from a cybersecurity standpoint. So, um, you know, uh, the, the most basic summary I can give is, you know, by moving things to the cloud and getting a lot of those resources outside of a uh, small to mid-sized business, you're automatically picking up enterprise class services. So you're, you're gaining in physical security. You know, in the good old days, people used to keep the server in the hallway or the unlocked office on the floor. You know, now your stuff's in a data center. Backups um, are typically poor in the small to mid-sized uh, you know, business. Unfortunately, even though there's great solutions available, most people forget to back up and they only learn that after the fact. Well, when we move you to the cloud and you're in a data center, you can be certain that it's getting backed up every evening. Um, uh, business continuity, right? We talked about power. What happens if the power's out? Maybe it's not a hurricane, but, you know, somebody hits the telephone pole. So automatically by moving that out to the cloud, you've got some great business continuity. So so basically, you know, the chapter is, is about how, you know, moving stuff um, up to the cloud just increases your security, uh, you know, and on an infinite, uh, you know, number and, and also just gives you some great business continuity. So all in all, it's a good, it's a good direction to go, and it's certainly where the world is headed. 
fabulous. I remember reading, was it, it must have been 10 years ago, I remember when the book Google Bomb came out, um, scared the bejesus out of me about what could be done reputation-wise. Sounds like easy praise, the next, uh, the next most important read as far as understanding what, what the potential damages are out there. Yeah, I mean, the crimes are unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the one that probably, uh, has gained the most press, uh, as of, as of late are the, um, the ransomware type, uh, uh, viruses. You know, the good old days viruses used to attack somebody's computer, maybe wipe the computer out or, you know, put some weird message up there. But, um, when you look at, uh, what, what happens today, you know, they're not interested in damaging your, your computer. What they're interested in is holding your, your, your personal data for ransom. And they, they charge just enough to the point where you'll likely pay it and, and that they'll make plenty of money. And it's, it's, it's unreal. Um, you know, they basically hold your ransom and you have to use, uh, bitcoins, which is essentially like untraceable currency, electronic currency. And then they give you the decryption key. Um, you know, they have a, they have their own help desk. It's really, it's really sad. But, uh, what's crazy is there was a lot of articles in the news. Um, how police stations and, and some banks and some uh, you know, hospitals they they paid the ransom, which is scary because you know you would think that they would have their uh, their security in place, but it just goes to show you that if they don't, it's uh, it's likely a lot of other small businesses don't either. So, wow, that's frightening on every level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really absolutely is. All right, it is time for our resource of the week. So, tell me this: what's the best place for my listeners to get out there and find out more about you and find out? more about how you and your firms go about helping entrepreneurs to, you know, be more successful and be safer. Sure. So, uh, two river technology group, we're available at uh, www.tworivertech.com. It's T W O spelled out. And, um, we're a uh, full services, it managed services company and cloud services, um, audit for it. That's the sales presentation tool that you briefly mentioned earlier. Uh, that's aimed more towards, uh, my it peers, tool we developed to uh, help elevate the uh, quality of IT to the small business marketplace. That's at www.audit4it.com. And you can certainly uh, check out the book that I wrote the chapter for, Easy Prey, that's available on Amazon. Do me a favor, just because just I want to learn more about this, tell me what audit is. Like, what does it do? Like, how? Hey, just explain it like in as uh, easiest English as you possibly can. Sure. So um, we talked a lot about, you know, presenting the results of any kind of uh, technical analysis back to a small business owner. The challenge is, of course, you know, we're, we're showing them too much data and logic, which they don't understand. And then we put a proposal in front of their face, which ultimately is judged only based on price. What audit sales presentation tool allows other IT professionals to do is to take all the data um, that you've gathered, no matter how you've gathered it, through traditional fact-finding or running other, you know, technology data-gathering tools. It allows you to take all that information and summarize it into a really uh, simple, what we call, audit report. And it allows you to present this at the level that a business owner can understand. It forces you to deliver it um, in summary statements, you know, bottom-line statements. And uh, it's color-coded, which um, has a really cool emotional effect. You know, people love to see green and not so much red and yellow. So it really helps us keep uh, keep on track. And, um, you know, our, our, the IT uh, companies that are using it have been resulting, have been reporting amazing results when, when using it, and they're definitely able to deliver the right solutions to the small sides, small to mid-sized businesses. Makes sense. How um how long has this been uh 
on the planet for? So I've been using it at Two River Tech for uh, about a year and a half. It's something that I developed uh, for myself. I had no intention of actually selling it until some of my peers uh, saw it and asked me where I had where I'd gotten that. And I told them I developed it, and they asked me if they could use it. And uh, I realized there was a need out there beyond just for myself. So um, we put it out there uh, probably about a year ago in beta, and uh, we've been live selling to the public for about five months now. Wow. Well, fabulous. I know that uh, there's been some great growth, and I, uh, I wish you much more of it. That's, uh, that's good thanks stuff. So, yeah, thanks so much. My pleasure. All right. So I always like to end my podcast with uh, with one important question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, to help them live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? You know, since I'm an IT guy at heart, I, I would have to say is make sure that you have a relationship with a good IT uh, services provider um, because uh, it's not very expensive to do things properly in your business. Uh, making the wrong decision could unfortunately put you in a, in a very compromised position from an IT perspective. So I think developing a good relationship with somebody and staying with them is, is important. Sounds like a plan. Frank, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and it means the world to me that you share some of your time and your wisdom with us. Sure, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.